Welcome to Imperfect, where we discuss masculinity more intentionally and purposefully. Um, this podcast is now on uh, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and a few more. Please leave any feedback uh, for me as I try to continue on this journey. I want to make sure that I'm producing the greatest content possible. And as I'm new, I'm really looking for feedback on, on how to do that. So as we start this episode, I'm very happy to announce that for my first guest, I have a good friend uh, named Gautham. I've known him since high school. Um, and I just want to thank everyone for, for tuning in. And, uh, you know, I apologize for some of the audio stuff that we are going through. You know, as, as, I, as I start this, I'm learning a lot about uh, audio quality. And if there's, if there's some background clicking, that's just Gautham fidgeting with his water bottle. Um, and as I was editing it, you can kind of hear it a bit. Um, so, you know, if it's sharp noises, I apologize. Um, but yeah, with, without further ado, let's start the episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the first real official podcast of Imperfect. Um, I'm with my good buddy here, Gautham. And today we're going to dive into an honest conversation about what masculinity is. I've got my trusty little notebook here. Um, and I lost my page, but we're just going to dive into, uh, kind of the first, I guess, before we go into it, uh, kind of explain your background, who you are. Um, and I guess we met in high school. So just give everyone a little bit of background. Um, so my name's Gautam. I met Luke in technically grade nine, but until like two, two to three weeks ago, I didn't realize that Luke actually had me blocked on Facebook, even though we were friends for majority of high school after grade nine i'd say yeah i didn't even know i had you blocked yeah but we've been very close since since i say we started to get closer around grade 11 once we went to the okay once we went to europe and then we got closer after second year when i had a little bit more time and i was hanging out with you and the boys and we did like breakfast and met up during holidays and everything yeah but yeah like uh luke and i went to high school together and then we've stayed in touch pretty much all throughout undergrad i'd say and I'd say, like, we've gotten the closest about since two years ago. Yeah. When we started all playing Fortnite together and, like, meeting up more and just hanging out. Yeah. Going out. I think uh, during that time, a lot of us, like, there's a group of seven of us, I guess. I can't, I'm not going to count my head, but I'm going to say <laughs> above so that I don't get in trouble with all the guys. Um, but, like, I think starting second, third years when we, as a group, matured a lot. And we were having very honest conversations with who we are all were as individuals. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's when you and I uh, clicked a bit more and we realized how much we actually have in common about how we perceive a lot of things um, in our lives and, and in regards to masculinity. So uh, we've had a two-hour conversations in parked cars in front of his house. So. Yeah, like to be honest, I was really thinking about doing this episode and like the backseat of my car. Yo, that would have been good. Except I don't know if we could have fit everything in there because... <laughs> yeah, I know. I have my... If, if you can't see, we have a candle. Well, you can't see, but we have a candle going on in the background. I got my laptop. He's got his. Um, and, you know, the mic. But I've heard cars have great acoustics, so... Oh, yeah. I, I don't know. Like, last time, last time we talked in the car, we had about a two-hour conversation after getting some stinky tofu and then going for sushi and having some talks with the boys and then coming back and sitting literally outside of my house with feet kicked out like it's reclined yeah like very low music and then turned it off after a while but yeah. like yeah like 
I don't know. Like, you and I have definitely, like, gotten more into conversations than, like, before. Like, I don't... I couldn't really see us earlier in, like, our lives, like, talking on our own. But, like, yeah. it was more along the past, like, past couple of years that we've been talking more, like, individually and, like, reaching out outside of our, like, friend group itself. Yeah. Yeah. And that's actually when we talked about this podcast a bit, too. Yeah. And we're, like... And I was just sharing the idea with Gavin. And Gavin's, like, yo, when you start that, I'd love to be on. So... Here he is. He's the first first guy. So um, we're just going to dive into the first question. So to give us kind of an idea of what the rest of this conversation is going to be about, how do you define masculinity in your own life? Like, how do you look at the topic? What do you think it is to you? Mm, well, like my, the way I see it is like there's the masculinity that you're taught pretty much in school, which is not masculinity itself it's either hyper masculinity hyper masculinity or pretty much being feminine mm -hmm. so that's like the typical one that we're taught like where it's like being macho like super like big guys with like big personalities you just like alpha males where and like whoever's not that is a beta and like seen yeah. as more fe like having more feminine traits but like for me like masculinity sort of it's varied throughout my life like i i played a lot of sports and like i'm not perceived as super alpha male, but like mm -hmm. I wouldn't perceive myself as not being masculine. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Masculine masculinity is one of those things where it just seems like the definition is constantly changing. You know what I yeah. mean? Like there's obviously still some under, like some of the same undertones, like, uh, like nowadays I'd see masculine, like being considered masculine as like, uh, being like a male with like a full head of hair, like going downtown Bay street, like mm -hmm. business suit, like, Am I allowed to say sleeping with a lot of people? Yeah. Oh, oh. mood lights, I guess. Oh. Well, mood lights. Yeah, we. Uh, uh, is this motion sensor or? Yeah. Ah, it is. Okay, good to know. Now we've adjusted that again. <laughs> um, but, but um. Should we just restart? No. <laughs> just keep going. I can just edit it out, or it's funny too. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I, I don't know. Like that's that's how I like. In today's day and age, is like sleeping with a lot of people, whether it be men or women, like mm -hmm. for men, it's specifically sleeping with a lot of women is seen as being hyper, like more hyper masculine. But like, aside from that, like, I, I don't know really how, to, how else to describe masculinity. Like it hasn't fully changed. Yeah. But do you think in terms of your own life, like you prescribe to that idea or do you kind of live outside of those, those ideas? Oh, oh no, not at all. I, yeah. I don't think I'm like within the confines of like, general masculinity mm -hmm. like like you you personally know who i am like i'm a very like eccentric person like, yeah can say some ridiculous things that i'm not yeah. going to mention now but like but like uh i don't know like i i don't see like like you and i've had like like we said like in the car that one day like we talked about being in touch with your emotions and that's something that's mm -hmm. not typically seen as ma being masculine like, yeah like and that's a big conversation that i think has been like been happening over the past like five, six years is that yeah. like a lot of people are like, yeah, it's not like, like being seen as not like as not masculine as being seen as gay. And like that yeah. whole, whole, like whole deal about like gay is bad. Yeah. And that's linked with not being masculine. Yeah. But like, and same thing with emotions, but like you and I talk, like, it's like, we're both like fairly emotional people. Like, yeah. like I, like, I don't think I can find to like the strict rules of masculinity. Mm -hmm. Like an example is like, like all, like all of us have literally talked about like any girl problems. And like, I'd say like amongst a lot of guys, 
like typically like like from a typical conversation with like a lot of guys it will be like oh like i'm seeing this girl this girl this girl this girl this girl right like it's like oh man like i'm a slayer like whatever whereas like we talk about like sometimes whether we have problems or like what might have like not been perfect there like yeah sometimes even talking about our own insecurities which is obviously not comfortable but yeah like yeah again like i said like i feel like we don't confine ourselves to the typical rules of masculinity in that sense but like it's an ever it's an ever-changing construct in my mind so like yeah when do you think that you kind of came to that like how do you think you got to where you are now in terms of showing your emotion because like so for context like we we're very openly loving in in, in like social settings like we'll we'll hug each other or like you know like we'll do like a titanic lap. or we'll sit in each other's laps and stuff and it's like nothing i know in high school that used to be like oh that, that's so gay and that but like we have really shifted away from that language and we're like we just love each other in very like bromance genuine ways, way genuine like, ways like we just love each other's mm-hmm. company um but i'm interested in like where do you think that image of masculinity or being that sensitive soft emotional self that i know you are like where do you think that that came from in your life uh like i i wouldn't say i was ever not that way like to be honest like i like i've always been pretty open like not open but like i've been pretty like comfortable with like my emotions and like being like seen as more of a softer guy mm-hmm. like i i think like the big thing is like it's gonna sound like very typical but it's like my relationship with my mom like i'm not really like mm-hmm. my mom's like one of my best friends like i like i was like one of the few people like who were especially guys like who like from elementary school on was like like when i see my mom like i'd run up and give her a big like hug and kiss when i saw her at like school yeah like even up until like grade 11 and 12 when like she'd come she came to like my pre-prom and, like, everyone was trying to take pictures with her and stuff like that. Like, I think, like, that's genuinely, like, giving me a bit more, like, like, a sense of not being soft, but being, like, more emotionally available in that sense. Mm-hmm. And, like, like, I, I don't know. Like, I, it's a weird combination of, I guess, like, that whole, like, yeah. like friend, family, like, environment sort of deal. And, like, I I don't really know what else it would be aside from, like, mainly my mom like because it's like typically like like i i have a mom and a sister like most guys might not interact with like women from such a young age as like as much so Mm. like i guess interacting with women in that sense is like very easy and like talking about my emotions is something that was never seen as bad so yeah like i was always pretty like and like my my both my parents always told me pretty much like be who i am like don't really like confine yourself to being like what everyone outside would be like Sometimes my, like, an example of this is, like, sorry if I'm ranting, but, like, sometimes my, <laughs> sometimes, sometimes, like, I'll, I'll say or do something, like, really erratic. Like, one time I was, uh, I drank, like, caramel, caramel, like, caramel and, like, chocolate, like, sauce at, like, a restaurant. And I was, like, being really, like, crazy. And, mm-hmm. like, my dad's, like, like, he's, like, oh, he's, like, maybe, maybe you should be quiet about that. Like, maybe don't, maybe don't do that out here. Like, we're in a public setting. And my mom's, like, what? let him be like let him do his own thing like it's not hurting anyone yeah so like i don't know like i guess being in that environment for like as long as you are like teaches you like yeah it's okay to do something as long as you're having fun yeah be yourself yeah i think it's very interesting because when i've even in the lead up to starting this podcast me and a lot of other guys i've talked to have always 
more than often, no, we're not, alluded to their relationship with their mother as being why they might be more comfortable showing their emotions. For me, it's like my relationship with my dad in the sense that he's very, uh, one of the most, if not the most, like kind-hearted, genuine, just like soft people, I guess, in a lot of ways. And I don't mean soft in like a bad way. I just mean like, no, yeah, like yeah. soft heart. Um, and like, to me, it's he's never cared about who he is in front of other people. He's always going to be the same him. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's very um, loving towards my mom. And so he's shown me what it is to be a, a good husband and a good man and a good leader in that way. Yeah. And so I always find it very interesting how a lot of guys I talk to talk about masculinity from their mother's perspective. And then I'm much more from my from my father's perspective. Yeah, that's pretty um, Like I, I haven't heard too many guys who like, yeah. like I, I don't know, most, most guys are typically like, like typical dad like dad yeah. son relationship like like i know like a lot of people are like uh when when you're gonna be a dad like be ready for your like kids to like not talk to you anymore and yeah. it's like it's like i don't want that yeah me neither like I, and it's like i don't know i think it's like like this forming relationship with your dad is very important 100 like, percent. i think more it's funny because i think more about my relationship with my future kids than i do with like my future wife like to oh me, yeah to me like as much as i want a good relationship with my future wife it's like I think more about the, my relationship with my kids and my, me being a father than I do me being a husband, which I don't know. I don't think it's a bad thing. It's just like I, I find that fascinating um, in in my life. Um, so that's something I've realized a lot. Um, and so I, I guess following up with that question, in terms of your image i know you kind of alluded to being an athlete i do want to talk to you about that because you're on the football team at york Mm -hmm. um so how important has your image been um to the people around you like how how often do you think you know my image matters my perception matters especially as an athlete because i know that can be difficult yeah like like in i don't know like uh i feel like everyone deals with like image problems and like whether it be perception or not, but, like, I I know, like, I've always sort of, like, had difficulties with that. Like, I've mm-hmm. never been super, like, sort of how I've come to it now is I've, I've never been super comfortable with, like, how I may appear, like, physically, but, like, I, like, I know that that's who I am. Like, there's, yeah. that, like, there's only, like, certain changes you can make about it, but, like, um, in terms of athletes, like, I felt like I was in a very, like, uh, like, I played football, so it's, like, there was a mixture of, like, extremely, like, muscular, extremely skinny, and then, like, very, lo- like, a lot of large men who play the position. Mm-hmm. So, it's, like, with all that variety of body types, like, I found myself, like, somewhere in the middle where it's, like, I wasn't small, but I wasn't big. Mm-hmm. So, like, I don't know. I've never, like, like, locker room culture is definitely one where it's, like, you're, like, you're constantly, like, in, like, in your boxers pretty much, right? Like, yeah. you have to change for practice and everyone's there. And it's, like, like, I, like, the way I'd put it is I've always sort of, like, like, not really cared. It's, like, you care, but you don't care what other people think. Yeah. So, it's, like, typically, like, I'll have behaviors. Like, I'll, like, usually I'll turn away so, like, my chest may not be bare or anything Mm -hmm. like that. Like, I, like, anything that I'm not comfortable with, I don't like showing other people. So, sometimes, whether that be, like, changing somewhere else or, Mm -hmm. like, coming pre-changed already like that's something that i've done i'm not typically someone who's comfortable like like whenever there's like shirts versus skin sort of deal i've never been excited for that yeah Yeah. yeah. 
sorry, skins isn't like no no like tops or anything. Yeah. Which is like only in male sports. Yeah. But um like I feel like the pressure to like have a certain body type and like fit that is definitely one that's like high pressure and like like you can like I was still able to perform without like being like super muscular. Like I felt like I did like everything I could really, but mm-hmm. like in the end of the day, like I like I know what I am like I know who and what I am, but like I may not be super comfortable with it, but Yeah. Sort of just have to deal with it in that sense, whether and like push through the like your your comfort zone and like just sort of like be like, okay, like I could either like wait around, be a bit quiet, or like just peel the bandit off. Yeah. Quickly do it, whatever. And then in terms to of your like social image being an athlete, what was that like in terms of how you were perceived to supposed to be act or or uh, in that regard, in terms of being like an alpha potential male, or because I know you're you're not that, but was it was it like in terms like I don't mean like not an alpha male in the sense of like, but I mean like, I know what you mean. I know the, what you in mean. terms of the uh, you know the common sports locker room talk. How how would it how were you? Did you ever feel moments where you had to like fit in in the way you spoke or anything like that? Like, what was your thought process from, uh, from that, those moments? Oh, uh, like. Like, like, typically, like, locker room chat is, like, tip, it's, it's what it is. It's locker room chat. But, like, I've never really had to, uh, like, sometimes, if there's conversations I don't want to be a part of, I typically just won't. Mm-hmm. Like, whether it be, like, I'm not one who typically talks about girls a lot, like, anything like that. So, like, whatever, I typically, like, stay out of that. So, like, mm-hmm. I never really felt the need to conform to it. But it was just the means of, like, if I wasn't comfortable with something, I'd sort of, like, seclude myself a little bit on it. Yeah. Like, like in my like my first three years like I was one of the few guys who came in like in a like a long-term relationship with a couple of other guys so it's Mm -hmm. like typically we like hung out together because we weren't like trying to like find girls at school like Mm -hmm. like we were just like okay like school sports like hang out whatever like that was about it yeah they're like like that like (laughs) if if like I didn't want to be a part of any conversations regarding like like okay the way the way i'll put it is sorry (laughs) i'm trying i'm trying to like jumble everything in my brain but um like the way i put it is like sports is like especially like male sports is often perceived as like like, okay like a lot of these guys like a lot of guys are seen like with locker and chat and it's like oh like it could be degrading whatnot whatever like there's mixed baggage to that like sometimes it's just the way it is but like Mm -hmm. i never found myself feeling the need to conform to it because there was always a group of guys who, like, shared similar ideologies and, like, yeah. thought processes. So, it's, like, I was always sort of comfortable, like, being who I was there. Yeah. Like, and if I wasn't, I'd sort of just go do my own thing. Like, yeah. maybe, maybe watch a TV show in my locker. Like, <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Next question. Uh, where do you feel your identity comes from? Like, what is the source of you? Um, that question makes sense. I don't know. No, no, no. I, I think I know what you're, where, where you're coming from. Like... Like, there's the typical answer, which is, like, like family, yeah. friends, and, like, the, I'd say the big thing is media. Yeah. And, like, it's it's sort of cool to, like, apply school, like, to this topic, because yeah. I did a lot of papers on, like, like, the way media, like, makes you sort of perceive your own, like, image, and, like, it's sort of, like, I, I took this, uh, I took this, like, eating disorder and, like, body image class in, in, like, my undergrad, like, two, like, or last year, actually, last fall. Mm. And, like, we had to write a paper on, like, the way media, like, influences younger, like, younger teens and, like, people in their adolescence who are, like, 
going through puberty, going through these big drastic changes mm-hmm. and how they like feel about their bodies. And it's like the whole deal of like stuffing all these, uh, these images of like these incredibly lean or like buff guys or like very lean and like, like thin girls is obviously extremely toxic because it's mm-hmm. showing that like the only acceptable, like acceptable body is one that is not extremely achievable because yeah. of the means of how they show those bodies. Like typically they're photoshopped or like to get those, you have to literally do surgery or uh, like, <laughs> like extreme eating, mm-hmm. like, like which leads to extreme eating disorders. And like one of the things that, I hear on like one, like the radio like 93.5 whenever I listen to it on the morning on the way to work there's always this commercial about like oh you're not gonna get those six pack abs mm. like use uh I forget the name of the, the company but they're like use this like get like shed those pounds forever pretty much like yeah. it's like the, like basically saying like you're not gonna like have a six pack unless you're just gonna like suck out the fat and yeah. it's like oh. I, think I, I think I know what you're talking about yeah yeah and it's like that whole thing about how fat's bad. Like it's like all like yeah, like like I know like you and I like are obviously like a bit on the bigger side. Right? Yeah, like like I've never been small. No, <laughs> actually I was when I was a kid. I was when I was like six, but after yeah. that, like I I can't remember the last time I was under like one fifty. No, <laughs> but like I don't know. Like being bigger, like it's obviously like you feel it a little bit more. And like I know there's people who might be like, oh, like why is that stuff like hit you? And it's like mm. because you're the target audience. Yeah. So, like, I think media has been, like, a really big factor because, like, typically on, like, any TV shows you like, like, even, like, even stuff like Dragon Ball Z and stuff, you know what I mean? Like... <laughs> Never watched it. Oh, well, it's literally... It's, like, a show I watched when I was a kid and it's, like, all the good guys were these, like, huge buff dudes. Mm-hmm. And it's cartoons and it's, like, obviously, like, they're cartoons. Yeah. But it's, like, sort of, like, it's, like, oh, man, like, I want to, like, look like Goku or something like that. Yeah. And, like, that typical thing. So, like, like I'd say, like seeing these images that you are not definitely plays like a big role because like I think it really does negatively impact like who you are and like how you feel about yourself and like it does lead towards like unhealthy like tendencies and it's like trying to fight those thoughts off or tough yeah but like like I said like I think like family and friends are big but like I'd say like media is a big creator of who you are because it's like we're like you see like probably your little cousins and like everyone are like literally on their ipads all the yeah. time like my parents are always like especially my dad they're always on their phones mm-hmm. like my like i can't tell you the like the one the last time my mom didn't take a picture of something that was happening yeah <laughs> so like when we're just surrounded by any form of media and like with so much easy access to it like no wonder it's shaping like who are like who young people are going to be yeah and I th- yeah, I think definitely social media has changed the game in, in terms of making stupidity like actionable in a lot of ways. And like, you know, there used to be just kids doing dumb stuff, but now kids are doing dumb stuff on purpose to get social media famous mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. But going back to the whole media thing, like even myself, you know, I'm, I'm a bigger guy and I've struggled with that for like my whole, I think my whole life since definitely since like grade nine. Um, and one of the things I've come to in my own head is I'm not going to get like, this may sound ridiculous or counterintuitive, but I'm not going to get myself in shape physically, like from a, you know, from a like six pack abs perspective, unless 
I know I'm doing it for the reason that I want to be healthier rather than I want to be able to be more attractive to women. Yeah, and I think that's like the big thing is like like I said, it's like that's what like it's seen as positive, yeah. like lean, whatever. Like when I like like I like you know, I went through like a bad breakup and like mm-hmm. when I was single I was like like okay, like I'm this weird in between build, like I'm like not not like thin or at all. So like I'd go to the gym ridiculously because I was like, okay, like if I get in shape, like maybe I'll be seen as more attractive. Yeah. And it's like Thinking back to it, it's like I I get it, but it's like it's so bad. Yeah, it's so bad. Like it's like, like I dro- like I was two twenty in, like, December, and by February I was one eighty five. Like I was thirty five pounds. Yeah, like it was very quick drop. Can you math? <laughs> I I didn't even know that I was thirty five, but it was like it was a lot. Like it was a lot of weight, and it's like at times like it's like I sort like. Like I've looked back on photos and I'm like, holy! Like I like I wish I started look look like that now because I picked up weight again. Yeah. But it's like, I like it was so aggressive that it's like it it wasn't gonna hold. Yeah. <laughs> no. But it's like that whole thing of like, it's like fit being fit is different than like looking fit. Yes. And like that's all about like perception, I think. Still, and yeah. Like, that's definitely like a problem that we're seeing more and more like with our generation. You know what I mean? Mm. Like. The whole feel versus look. Yeah. Because it's like, I could be fit, like, going for, like, a bike ride, like, not even, like, doing too much, making sure, like, my cardio, like, my yeah. cardiovascular health is, like, wonderful. Like, I'm not going to, like, well, potentially, like, I wouldn't have any heart problems, anything like that, but I could still look the same way I am now. Yeah. Whereas, like, I could be doing something, like, ridiculous, like, try, like working out, like, three hours a day, like, and, like, not eating, and it's, like, I, I could technically look fit yeah but am i like am i healthy no yeah so that's always been my philosophy in terms of getting my weight down is you know what is my reasoning for doing this if it's a to get more like be more attractive to the women in my life then i'm like i don't i need to either reframe my mindset or just wait and be less critical of myself i feel like a lot of my life has come together because I've been way less critical of who I am, what I look like. Mm -hmm. And that has allowed me to be a lot more free in being my kind of goofier self. Yeah. Like, sorry, sorry to cut you off. No, it's fine. But it's like, you're you're my guest and you can talk. (laughs) But that's like the, like one of the things I've noticed about you is like, like some people might be like, okay, like you're, you're a bit bigger. But it's, like, the thing that I think sets you apart, like, is your personality. Like, you don't really, like, le- like it's that whole, like, letting your body control you sort of deal. Like, yeah. you're not letting it control or define who you are. Like, just because you may, like, you may be a little bit bigger than other people. Yeah. Like, it's not bad and you're not making it out to seem bad, which is, like, something that a lot of people can't do. And it's, like, it really, like, gets to a lot of people, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you're... Your personality is so like robust and like, <laughs> like like you are someone who it's like a lot of people I feel are surprised because you exude confidence. Yeah, and it's not to like like confuse with cockiness, but like yeah. you are like you're a very confident person, and it's like that's an attractive feature in itself. And yeah. I know like a lot of girls or guys who would literally be like, oh yeah, like this guy could look like this, mm-hmm. but like if they're just gonna be like 
timid or whatever. It's like I don't like I don't want that. Yeah. I want someone who like who want like who knows what they want is like gonna like go out like yeah. like grab Mother Nature by the nuts or something like that. You know what I mean? Like I yeah. <laughs> it's funny though because I've I've actually gotten that quite a bit recently about how you know even reconnecting with old friends or running into people they've always they always kind of bring up how they are kind of um they are they're always shocked by my amount of confidence i have in myself and like i feel like i don't really have much confidence in my in my look but i have a ton of confidence in my personality and that totally makes up for kind of my insecurities with my looks like i know i'm a goofball i know <laughs> i know i'm funny i know i'm like a nice guy like a kind guy mm-hmm. um like i'm not perfect in any way because i know uh you know in my own life i've made a lot of mistakes in those regards but um like yeah i don't know what it is but a lot of people recently have been like shocked by my level of confidence and i'm like i don't really see myself as confident i just see myself as myself like my even my family like growing up like i said the most ridiculous things that could be like super example (sighs) man i don't like, whenever I got a compliment in my family, I would always be like, yeah, because I'm the best. Like, and I, I just, I fundamentally kind of, like, believe that. I'm, I'm pretty sure, like, like in our group chat, like, you, someone's, like, someone said something and you're like, yeah, I'm sexy. Shut up. Shut up. Like, yeah. Like, like, yeah. like what? Yeah. Like, <laughs> and no one knows what to say back. No one knows what like, to say back. Like, it's like, oh, wow. Like, you actually yeah. love yourself. Oh, my gosh. It, it's like when people do, like, I remember in, in high school, there were comments about my size from like, obviously it's a different time as people are like more mature back then. But even in high school and in university, it's like, Oh, like you're, you're a bigger guy. It's like, yeah, no shit. Like I can look in the mirror too. I know I'm a bigger guy. Like, can you point out something more unique about myself? That isn't like, and then I just kind of turn it on them and I'd be like, why do you have to question my, what my image is? I'm pretty sure you told me, I'm pretty sure you told me about one time you were in Japan when some guy was trying to chirp at you when you were talking to this, like, talking to other people and then yeah. you literally said like are you not confident in yourself and then yeah. they sort of just like everyone was like oh yeah so the, the story was is that <laughs> i we went we were drinking the night before so we went out again and i didn't want to drink that night and so this guy kind of uh says to me he's like oh in uh, vulgar language yeah in vulgar language like oh you're not drinking how you're such a and I, I said in response, I'm like, oh, I'm sorry you feel like you have to question my drinking habits to make you feel better um, to the women around us right now. But, you know, I'm really com- – I'm very comfortable not drinking right now. I'm, I'm sorry that you don't feel the same way. And he uh, got red in the face and then walked away. And all the girls looked at me and they're like, damn, that was – like, and it's funny because it's like he was definitely trying to flex in front of no, them. No, yeah. I, like, like, he's definitely trying to be like, oh, man, like, th- this guy's like... <laughs> yeah. Like, it's like, oh, man, like, I'm going to get this guy fired up. Like, he's going to say some stupid shit. Yeah. No, like, I, I... My biggest asset in life has been when someone says something that is an attempt to question who I am, I know that what they're trying to do is hide their own pain or insecurity. Oh, yeah. So I just flip it back on them, and then they, I'm not... Like, I don't get embarrassed by the question or, or being called out. I just called him out back because I'm like, I'm interested in like what your problem with me not drinking is like, where does that come from? And so, well, it's the same, um, it's the same thing when people like are like, Oh, like, are you like, why aren't you doing this? You must be gay. And then it's like, I'm like, it's like, is that a bad thing? And yeah. first of all, like, why, like, what does it matter to you? And it's yeah. like, it's like, that says more about you. It's like the whole, like, 
are you questioning me because of some like insecurity you may yeah. have? And it's like, oh, you need to validate yourself. It's like, yeah. man, like, <laughs> yeah, like if someone calls me, like someone makes like, yeah. you still get those really uneducated people who like, are like, oh man, like stop being gay, and you're like, yeah. wow, like how, it's like, like I don't understand. It's like, come on, like come on, like really, yeah, really, like really, really, like, <laughs> uh, yeah, I just. I just am confident enough in myself to know, like, if someone's challenging an insecurity that I actually have, it's like, I always tell people, there's almost nothing people could tell me that I don't know about myself. The amount of time I spend in my own head thinking about who I am would, like, I think blow some people's minds just because I, I'm in my own head all the time. So oh, if man. someone, like, calls me out on something, it's like, I'm well aware that I, that, that, that exists. Like, yeah. It doesn't shock me in any way, shape, or form. And so I'm like, I'm able to combat that a bit better. I'm like, yeah, I can admit that I have that weakness, but like let's let's talk about why you need to feel yeah. the need to like, to call me call me out for being a bit of a larger size or something like that. It's like that whole thing, it's like the best offense is defense. It's yeah. Like, it's like knowing yourself, like it's like, okay, like if it doesn't hurt, it's not gonna do anything. Yeah. So yeah, but I appreciate the compliment about oh. being confident. Oh man, no problem. Like I I wanna be like you. <laughs> oh, you could be like me. Just spend more time with me. Hey, man. That just involves more food. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Uh, this this is a good next question, then, because this is actually the fourth question I want to ask. Oh. Would you say you lack confidence in your own life? If so, what area? How, how so do you mean lack confidence in your own life? Um, like, I guess kind of what we were just talking about, are there any things that you would like change about yourself or, or like that you think that you could, you would change about yourself that cause you, cause you just are like in, insecure about it or yeah. Oh yeah. Like I, I change a bunch of things about myself, but it doesn't mean that like, it, it's just more of like, that's how I chat with myself. Like, yeah. like my, my girlfriend always makes fun of me because I like, she's like, Oh, like, why don't you like, uh, like, why don't you talk to me about some of these things? And I'm like, no, no, it's cool. Like I talk to myself and she's yeah. like, like, what do you mean? And I was like, I just have, like, internal conversations with myself. And, yeah. like, like, like I said earlier, it's, like, that whole thing of, like, like, I see all these issues, like, that are present. And it's, like, things that I may not like about myself. But it's, like, I know that's who I am. Like, I like I can choose to change them to, like, a certain extent. But it's, like, yeah. like I, I'm also, like, I, I know who I am. So, it's, like, I wouldn't say, like, I'm not confident. Like, like, I... It's that whole thing of like I, I'm very self aware. I'd yeah. say, and like I, I sometimes it can be to a flaw because it's like I might point out something that someone else wasn't gonna mention, and like I do that a ton. Yeah, I, like I, I'll make a cut. Like it's like almost self deprecating, but like trying not to be, just being like, oh, like sorry, I guess you didn't like notice that. And yeah. Like oh no, like that's not the thing at all. And I'm like, you don't have to like lie. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes I feel like what where my ego comes from is when people say things about me that I'm like. I don't really think that way about myself and, but like I act a, like really braggadocious way. But when, when I'll say something about how I, you know, I, I don't think I am a certain way and they'll say, that's exactly the way you are. Like, I'm like, okay. Like I, I know that, but in my own head, I like don't you talk, see yourself myself, yeah, I talk yeah. myself out of it or I talk myself being like, you don't know who I am when I'm alone. And like, that's always been a huge thing for me oh, is like, yeah. who am I when I'm alone? Who am I when I'm bored? And it's like, Sometimes not a good thing. Um, and, you know, that's something that I have had to work through a lot in my life. That's something I'm still having to work through. That's something I'm like 
still not pleased with, with, with myself is, is some of the, those uh, ideas and, and issues. Um, but it's, it is, it is weird how, you know, sometimes people point out things about you and you're like, I know that about myself, but I don't believe that about myself. I hate compliments. <laughs> I love compliments. I take every single one, but I've I also, learned, I've learned I give to out take a lot them. of compliments too. I, I like giving out compliments yeah. more than receiving them. I'm sort of just like, shut up. Don't say that. Oh, I'll take any compliments. Like, I, 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 like, but sometimes it's like when they're genuine compliments, I'm like, okay, like I'll try to be like, like I've like sort of had that like internal dialogue where it's like, okay, like you have to be like, okay, like, like yeah. thank you. Like, thank you. That's very nice of you to say, even though like you may not believe it yourself mm-hmm. sometimes, but, um, yeah, like, yeah, that conversation, like what you were just bringing up, like that whole, like, uh, like how you are on your own. Like that's, that's something that's always pretty interesting to me. Like, yeah. it's like, like for me personally, like I, like, you know, how I am, I'm very, like, I can be very boisterous. Yeah. <laughs> Like, I'm very erratic. Yeah. Oh, 100%. <laughs> like, I, we like, should read our group chat. Oh, my God. Please don't. But, like, <laughs> <laughs> like uh, there's a bunch of words that can be used to describe me. Like, a crazy nutter. Like, whatever you Boist- want. Boisterous is a good one. Uh, erratic is, I erratic think. Erratic is probably sporadic, too. <laughs> like, um, like, says anything that comes out of my own mind. But, like, I, like, like, I know, like, one of the things that, like, I'm not super comfortable with is like being on my own per se mm. like like on your own you're obviously like you'd like to think you're the same person but it's like oh sorry about that I'm no, it's okay. <laughs> but uh but like on your own like you know what i mean like you sort of tend to be like a different person like yeah. you tend to think about things more like having to combat thoughts a lot more mm. like i don't know like at times when i've been the loneliest is like like when i've been on my own yeah. Is like the times that are typically like the darkest. Oh, 100%. Because it's like, there's sort of like no way to combat like what you're thinking to yourself. Yeah. And like, that's like something that I like, like at times when I have been alone, I've tried to like figure out like little mechanisms that used to like, that would help like with like distracting myself. Mm -hmm. So like a big thing I used to do when I was like feeling really down or like just hanging out doing nothing and like not like doing anything productive at all mm-hmm. would be like i'd like i'd go walk my dog and just like blare music in my ears and mm-hmm. then just sing along and then it's like not thinking just like pretty much numb and then like oh, oh that sounds real, oh, bad uh, yeah. not not numb but like just sort of like beating out any frustrations and like just not trying to think about it because mm-hmm. i don't think there's really any way you can combat like those internal thoughts sometimes no. i'm like like, when it comes down to it, I feel like everyone's like, oh, like, I, I can, like, I'm, like, everyone's like, okay, they're very, like, uh, like, type A, like, intrinsic people, like, very, like, uh, like, very... Self-reflective? Like, very, like not even self-reflective, mm. self-reflective, but they're like, oh, yeah, like, I love some alone time. Yeah. And it's like, like, some people's alone time's completely different. Like, I'm, like, they're talking about, like, if they're just doing something, sorry. If they're just doing something that they genuinely want to do, like maybe like reading a book or something yeah. or like just having time to themselves to like do some sort of like recreational activity. But I'm talking about like when you're alone and like there's nothing to do and like you're just sort of like laying in bed at night and can't yeah. sleep. Like, I don't really think there's something that you can do to combat that. No. I Like, like do you like, hmm? like do you, like do you think? Um, it's, it's interesting because, you know, I think in high school when I was alone, I just resorted to playing um video games and then that drove 
me that just distracted me from being like social i guess in a lot of ways like it, it was more like my my um my vice in mm-hmm. terms of like not going down a spiral but it's interesting in my last few years i've really learned to love my alone time my alone time is like because i'm thinking all the time my alone time is actually where i think i get a lot of my ideas so like the almost my ideas come from when i'm walking and like they're mm-hmm. very like uh, out of the blue. Like I've always think like I wish I could shut up my brain. Um, I don't say that. <laughs> and but like I think when I'm alone is the time where I'm really working through a lot of things. And I actually read this fascinating book in in my program in fifth year about how how important alone time is in developing thought, um, and how you know you you come up with these ideas when you're alone, and then. You go into a room, you go into a friendship, you, you know, I, I talk to you and then I bring up these ideas with you and that's when those ideas are challenged. And then I'm like, oh my God, maybe my ideas are wrong. Maybe my ideas need more uh, validity. So then you go back and you're, you refine, go, you right? go alone and you refine, you synthesize, you refine. Um, and then, you know, you, you present it to a group, a group gives you information back Then you're like, okay, maybe this works in one setting, not the mm-hmm. other. Um, and that book actually really changed my perspective on alone time. And I, so this might be a very drastic statement to make. I think that one of the biggest issues with our generation is that they hate spending time alone and they confuse that dark, those dark ideas for, or dark thoughts sometimes for, um, you know, things that may not be as bad as they are. Like they, they don't think of dark thoughts as something that everyone has. And so, um, you know, a lot of people have anxiety uh, and, and mental health issues now. And I don't really think they're as much mental health issues as they are. You're not comfortable enough being alone and sitting down and challenging those thoughts, challenging those perceptions of who you are, who people think you are. And what, what happens is that people come out of that, you know, they always have, they have social anxiety. So it's like, oh, we're, we're perceived in this way, but we don't want to be perceived in this way. Um, so that keeps them alone. But then it also, they always want to hang out with people. And I don't know if like, this really makes sense, but I do think that, you know, I think alone time with yourself and having these, um, you know, discussions, discussions and within yourself like self-reflection is very important in terms of your mental health well yeah like it's pretty much like therapeutic almost because if you're yeah like obviously i was talking about like the the very bad parts but it's like 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 the i was specifically talking about like if you're just literally sitting there doing nothing like yeah. in, the, in in a dark room mm-hmm. like uh, like in very like bad and like feeling all your terrible emotions yeah but like i don't know like like you said like the whole walk like going for walks and like thinking to yourself it's like I'll usually have like internal dialogues and all that. Like, like I pretty much don't shut up at all yeah. times. Like <laughs> yeah. talking to myself, like talking to you guys. Yeah. But like, I feel like those are where you can like really reflect and like, mm. it's almost therapeutic. Cause like, I feel like a lot of times people don't really like, they don't like to think about like, like you can have these dark thoughts, but if yeah. you don't mention them. Yeah. Like they're, they're sort of just there. You know what I mean? Like they're, they're present, yeah. but like, they're not like, spoken about and then it's like okay like whatever like these are just kept to myself but yeah like, but like i feel like when like like even just like acknowledge acknowledging them is yeah. like therapeutic in itself because then you're like okay like 
Like, like to me, it's always like, why am I thinking this? Exactly. Like, where is this coming from? What is the perception? Like, I always, like, I even meeting up with uh, someone I know, like, two weeks ago, he was he was bringing up things in conversation, and I was just like, like, why are you feeling that way? Because I was really trying to push him in a direction of, of trying to figure out what his true motivation was when it came to a certain topic. Mm-hmm. Um, I won't get into detail, but I just was like, like, where do you think that comes from? Like, like really push yourself into that zone of why you think that way. Because what you'll see is that it comes from an insecurity or you'll see that it comes from like almost an irrational place. And like, I'm a huge advocator of asking myself why I feel a way um, so that I can explain myself a bit better when a situation comes up where it's like I, I may have to explain or or even like I almost I don't like to me I spend time with myself because I love myself a lot and like it's in that time that I can you know calm down peace peace out a bit and then just like you know spend some alone time I'm I I kind of wish I was more artsy and, and had a, a, a hobby that I could do by myself like I do Sudoku's and stuff like that's typically what I what I do in my yeah usually, I usually do the seagulls yeah. on like Instagram yeah that. so. Um, you know, I do have certain things that I do, but I, I, I actually like alone time used to be something I thought of as really dark, but now I'm like, you really have to navigate those thoughts. Cause no one's going to, other, other than a therapist, no one's going to navigate them for you in like a really healthy manner. And that those alone times have really driven the whole reason behind this podcast have really driven me as a man, driven me as a, understanding the world around me. And a lot of those times, I'm like, I come out of those alone moments. I'm like, I'm not a good human being, but it's like, I'm also a great human being. And it's like, it's like those weird, it's like you hate, you hate and love. Yeah. Like a little bit of both. Right. Yeah. And it's like only when you, only when you really understand what you hate about yourself, hate about yourself. Can you really be like, okay, this is what I really appreciate about myself. And this is how I can change in healthy ways and like it goes back to that whole like reflecting it's like yeah it's like okay like be like super critical about yourself like at times but mm-hmm. then it's like appreciate the good things like yeah like really like be happy with like the things that you are good at yeah and, like really find like joy in certain things it, it is this weird sense of like i don't like focusing on my weaknesses but i know they exist because like what makes me great are what i like makes me great what makes me like not great is is like they're not good things but it's like i can work through those and still not be solely like super focused on my weaknesses yeah no like i think that it's that whole thing of like accepting who you are and like 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 you are who you are like Mm -hmm. appreciate the good things and like embrace and like just be yourself Mm mm-hmm this sounds that sounds really corny, doesn't it? It's okay. The, the <laughs> we got kind of corny for a bit. Okay, this next question though it would be really corny, maybe. How much would you say you love yourself? Like that's uh, that's a tough question. Like I don't know. I don't really know how, don't know to, how quantify. to quantify that. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, see, like you understand what I'm saying. I, I don't know. Like uh, like back to like what we were just saying. Like it's fifty fifty at times. Like you know what mm-hmm. I mean. Like there's times where it's like. I can criticize literally everything about myself and there's times where it's like, okay, like I'll, I'm good at this, this, and this, but it's like, it's, it's literally like day by day. Like there's some times where it's like, you just like, I typically don't really think about that question mm-hmm. a lot. Like I, 
Like, I don't think about whether I love myself. Like, I, I don't know. Like, I don't know if it's a good or bad thing. Yeah. But like, <laughs> it's something I thought about a lot recently. And, like, uh, sometimes my family, family will say, you love yourself. And I'll, and I'll be like, yeah, I love myself a lot. Like, yeah, of course I do. Like <laughs> Classic sarcasm, Luke. Eh? <laughs> like, of course I do. Like, I, I started to live by this mantra of, if you don't love yourself, nobody else will. And... I think sometimes I can get misconstrued as being like really arrogant, but all it means is if, like, if you don't love yourself, then I can't appreciate or not that I can't, but it's like, it's harder to appreciate the love that other people can have for me. So it's like, if I didn't love myself and I know you, I know you love me, Gautam, like if, if I didn't love myself, I would question your love for me a lot more. Like you'd be like, what does he mean? Like, yeah. is he just saying that? Like, like, not like what does he love about me that I don't love about myself? And so if people say they love me, I'm like, thank you. I love myself too. Like, it, like it's, it's more to be a, a compliment to them. It's like, because I love myself, I can appreciate their love for me fully. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm such a lovable guy. Yeah. Like, thank you. Like, oh uh, yeah. So, <laughs> Uh, so like that's one of my mantras. So I I don't know how to quantify it either, but that's like one of my sayings for my life. Yeah, like, like I said, like I typically don't think about it too much. Like yeah. I like like it sounds weird for someone who talks to themselves a lot, but <laughs> I don't know. This has only been like a, a, a newer conversation for me too. Yeah. Okay. Next question. Okay, well, that was going to be who are you when you're alone. So I guess oh, so, we kind of uh, answered I, that I question. I did cover that. Wow, look we at me. That. We're good. Look at me. We look could, at me. Like, I knew that this would kind of happen. A lot of these questions lead into one another. Yeah. I, I actually didn't know this is my first time doing this. I just have a, a list of like 10 questions that I think would be good. Um, well, it's a natural conversation. Yeah. Right? Like, Dude, here's a, a question that I'm really interested in because, you know, I, I, I preach vulnerability, but how vulnerable is too vulnerable? I'd say like when you feel like like there's obviously times where everyone's gonna feel vulnerable like yeah. talking about like sensitive topics like things like that are very personal but I think when you feel too vulnerable is when like it can be in respect to another person perhaps mm-hmm. or like when you almost feel like too exposed like typically like being vulnerable like in a, in a vulnerable situation, sometimes you might be like, oh, like, oh, I can't believe I said that, but it's like, oh, I'm really glad I said that. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, I feel like sometimes when you can be too vulnerable is when you say something and then you're like, like, sort of like you forget that you said it and then you realize and you're like, I, uh, like, uh, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you're sort of like, oh, I can't, like, oh my God, why did I say that? Like, yeah. I, it's like, it's like, that's something I should have kept to myself. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or like, like... Like, it's going to sound really, like, it's going to sound like I have, like, no emotions at times, but it's going to be, it's pretty much, like, when you, like, literally feel like someone knows almost everything about you, and, like, there like there's not these things that you can hide. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, like, I feel like everyone likes to have some secrets to themselves. Like, some yeah. people may not, but I feel like when, like, too vulnerable sometimes can be, like, when, like, like a partner or a friend or a family member literally yeah. knows everything, and you have, like, nothing that, like you can just like keep to yourself. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that could, that could be good. That could be bad. But like, that's my personal like, risk, like take on it. Or like when it, like if you say something and it could like literally like unintentionally be incriminating someone else being like, 
oh wow that's how you feel and it's like oh like i didn't mean to make someone else feel that way yeah i didn't mean for someone else to like hear that out loud it's just yeah. sort of like i blurred it out and yeah. didn't realize and like i don't, I don't think it's bad to be vulnerable but yeah. like too vulnerable is obviously like like pros a time and a place yeah yeah, yeah. it's interesting because i feel like i share different parts of me with different people and ones that i know would be less judgmental about certain things than mm-hmm. others and it's like okay well i like I don't know how to word it really without being specific or like I well like I know that some people have certain life experiences or, or make certain life choices that um, I can be more open with regarding certain topics with them. Oh yeah, so it's be- just more about being re- relatable, like more, someone, yeah, so, someone who knows exactly like you don't want like like you don't want to talk about like your like issues with sex with someone who does not have sex. Yeah, like that sort of deal, right? Yeah, like. Yeah, that sort of deal. <laughs> um, and so I, I do find it like I've shared different vulnerabilities with different people at different times um, based on how I'm feeling. But I am also someone that's like, you know, I need to get this out there so I can release like that the shame or the tension. And it's like sometimes I just feel like I have to tell someone some like that and I will be like, just like a quick comment, be like, you know, I don't need any advice on this. I just want to tell you this is how I'm feeling yeah. about this. And then you kind of leave it on. But like me too, I do have a problem with being like, I think too open too quickly with some people, which I like about myself, but also I realize it can be very intimidating <laughs> to people that aren't as emotional. It could be, but like, I feel like it's also like more, like a lot of people will find that more respectable than anything. It'll be like, oh... It's typically why, like, on a first connection, I can get along with people very well. Yeah, it's, like, <laughs> it's going to sound really, like, funny, but it's, like, it's like on those TV shows where it's, like, okay, like, I'm going to go up with you and be, like, okay, like, we're going to say these deep, deep, dark personal secrets. It's, like, yeah. oh, like, I like to eat cheese in the bathtub while, like, watching The Bachelor. And someone's, like, I did not expect that of you. And it's, yeah. like, well, it's out there. Like, what are you going to do? Yeah. Like... <laughs> I don't know what you're really talking about, but this is Gotham. So, I mean, Sorry. what can I really say? Hey, man, it's a, it's a day after work. I know. I know. <laughs> I know. I was after commuting, after coming yeah. home, sitting down. Can I, can I ask... Oh, sorry. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Like, relating to, like, what you asked me, like, about the whole, like, being too vulnerable and stuff like that. Like, mm-hmm. like you said you talk to, like, different people about different things. Yeah. Do you find you're more comfortable talking with, like, like your emotions more with, like guys or girls or like specific guys specific girls or like how like because um i would say i'm i'm very open with the guys i think uh you know a lot of the girls in my life like like they know the things about me i guess that um i may be more vulnerable with but I think with the guys, I go into a bit more detail of why. Like, I, I don't do you really... think Do you think it's mainly because, like, our friend group? Because it's, like... Like, I know, like, you tell us pretty much, like, everything. Like, you're open book with us. But do you think it's mainly because like, the guys in our friend group are very, like... We all can relate to sort of similar things that you might have... Yeah, like, I, I feel like the guys, there's a no-judgment zone. Like, it's literally... Like, I would I would never feel like you guys weren't looking out for my best health or my best interests like i i when it comes to i guess some of my friends in my life that are girls it's 
some of the things I I, I struggle with are much, like very male oriented. Yeah, and so some of the women in my life wouldn't get it. Just like they might be able to like hear me. They might be able to understand, but they like, like the, it's but they don't understand because yeah. it's like it's not stuff that they would typically go through. Yeah, exactly. So it's you know I don't. I'm very I'm open with them about some things, but I I think it's like opportunity of sharing more intimately, and I also think it's, um, you know, I just share critical pieces with I who I trust with a, some information, like especially like my deep information. I'm, like so, I'm doing research about like information technology and cybersecurity right now, and it's all about like what information do you protect. So the information I put out there all the time is like. Stuff I don't really care about people knowing about me too much. Yeah. And then, but when it comes to uh, like deep, deep, deep stuff, very, very few people would. Yeah. That's, know. that's more like, it doesn't matter who it is, but it's like, it's a matter of who it is. Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter of like whether gender or like whatever, but it's about your personal relationship. Yeah. It's close. all about personal relationship at that point, who it's deep, deep stuff with. And, like, I know in the future, like, with my future partner, like, wife or whatever, like, I'll be an open book because that's how I've always been. And like, yeah. that's the whole point for me for relationships. Yeah. But, um, yeah, like, who I share things with now is very dependent on the struggle, like, that I'm going through. If it's relatable to a, a woman or a, or a guy and uh, the personal relationship I have with them. Thank you. Yeah. Like I like I don't know that's sort of different. Like ah, uh, it's sort of different than like my take. Like I I personally like never used to be comfortable talking about like any of my emotions with a lot of guys. Like that was yeah. more like I talk about with like some of my friends who were girls. Who it's like I felt like maybe more compassionate. But then like as I got like like went like like in university like typically like I didn't really talk, I don't talk too much about like my own individual like, issues maybe. Mm-hmm. But like I think starting like like, middle of university, like, when I started, like, to go through my own stuff, and, like, I sort of, like, was almost pushed to reach out to someone, and, like, I had, I have this one friend who I, like, who I have had from, like, university and, like, still best friends mm-hmm. with, and, like, it's, like, like, uh, like, I could have talked to a bunch of other people, but no one else was, like, in town because I lived at home, mm-hmm. so, like, I reached out to him, and it's, like, I, like, it was that whole deal about feeling, like, too vulnerable and, like, over, mm-hmm. like, overly exposed almost. But it's, like, that sort of, like, opened up, like, a big avenue to talking about my emotions with, like, guys and realizing, like, okay, mm-hmm. like, all these worries about maybe, like, them being, like, okay, like, that's sort of dumb. Like, why are you being, like, 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 a bitch? Why you care? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sorry, sorry, like, pardon my language, but, like, like it's, like, why are you, like, being, why are you being, like, this, like, blah, 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 like, all those, like, worries about, like, hearing what people are going to think. Mm-hmm. It's, like, that, like, I think that's really, like, what helped me, like, talking about it more with, like you guys and like mm-hmm. other guys because it's like otherwise typically like in relationships like i'll typically keep either everything between like me and the partner or like to myself mm-hmm. but it's like if it's something that i know i need to talk about like i like i've sort of like learned like i know i can like i like i can have someone to talk about it with and it's like like it's sort of cool to see like the evolution of that like or like realizing that like okay like like back to like the whole topic of masculinity mm-hmm. like being like, okay, like, guys aren't going to judge you for being emotional. <laughs> yeah. And I think what I've learned is that in, so, kind of what you're going back to is in my own life, um, 
growing up, I never really had good relationships with guys. Like, some of my good friends were guys, but we were too, like, young to talk about these types of things. Oh, yeah. And then in high school, when I, we got a bit more mature, I felt that no other guys <laughs> were mature enough to talk about their emotions. And yeah. That's something that I always felt comfortable doing. And so I'm like, okay, well, the only people I'm going to talk to are girls about this stuff because they're the only ones that are emotionally capable right now and emotionally mature enough to and available, talk about, like, and available to talk about those types of things um so i really struggled in my relationships with guys growing up and then only in i would say the last literally year have i stopped judging guys for being um like too kind of um you know like fuckboy i guess is the term like, I, I stopped... Like, basically being like, oh, like... Like, the toxic masculinity thing. Like, I... I t- now, now I don't see guys as toxic or not toxic. I see them as people I should get to know. Like... Yeah. And what I've done in that process is I've learned that a lot of the guys that I was judging before, I may not agree with a lot of their behavior, and I may think it's not healthy in a lot of ways, but it's... I've... I'm way less judgmental towards them now, and I'm like, okay, I can be here to be a person that can have a positive effect in your life, mm-hmm. or you know, just I don't have to always be super critical of every like something that I had a huge issue with is being critical of everyone or like judgmental, and I think that comes from from my family a lot. Um, but like I, I've realized, I don't need to be as critical about you know, every dude in my life as I once was. Yeah. And now it's like, okay, I, I can learn to be friends with them. I doesn't have to approve of everything they do, but I can't understand them if I don't try. That's very fair. Yeah. That's very reasonable. So now I'm like, I'm going to try and understand them. I'm going to try to get to know them. And that's when this whole, because I, I'm very comfortable talking about my emotions. I feel like in the, typically in a group of guys, I'll be the first one to speak up and share my emotions. Like, because I'm totally comfortable doing it. I've been doing it my entire life. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, what I do with this podcast is the goal is to make guys feel comfortable sharing because for the most part, I am I feel like I'm really good at being someone people can talk to. And because if not, I'll, I'll show them that I'm okay being vulnerable too. Mm-hmm. And like some of my goals on this podcast are literally to admit things that I haven't admitted out loud to the public yet about me. And I'm like... And it's scary because the, the biggest fear that I have with all these podcasts is like everything is out there. Is out there. My yeah. like these will be on Spotify. It's now on iTunes too. Hit it up. Um, on like for the rest of my life, like these words could be held against me. But like as I alluded to earlier, like being alone, you know, I come to this and I challenge my ideas. I try to learn. I try to build. And like I don't want to be held accountable for things I said now in like 10 years when obviously I've changed as a person, which I feel like is a huge problem within society right now mm-hmm. is you're really held accountable for things you said, said, not did like yeah. said 10 years ago. And it's people change, people grow, people mature. If you know, we, yeah, we kind of talk, talk, talk about, about that forever. Like, yeah. <laughs> like if we <laughs> remembered some of the things that we did in grade like nine, like, I don't know. We, we definitely were not a super, uh, sensitive all the time no. and we said some really stupid stuff yeah we were dumb young guys. kids yeah <laughs> yeah so the fact that this is going to be out there for the rest of my life like intimidates me every single time i think about oh, it man why you gotta say it like that now well Calvin, you're running on the episode so it's oh, too late okay 
my last question. Well, my last like set of questions. Set of questions, and then I have like three quick ones. Where is your next stage of growth? Where do you see it coming from? I think it's gonna come now. In all honesty, like, like the champ is here, sort of deal. Like, like, uh, like I'm I'm finished undergrad. Like I've been working the past year. I applied for school last, like last winter, and I got waitlisted for two programs that I really wanted to get into, and like obviously like felt a lot of like emotions about that because mm-hmm. it's like trying to figure out your identity. It's like I finished my undergrad. What am I gonna do now? And then I'm just I've been working the past nine months now. Mm-hmm. So I think like establishing my professional career is definitely going to be something that will be my next stage of growth. And like, I think that's something that's important because it's like you go through all these stages of your life, right? Like it's like school, school, school. Mm-hmm. And like some people might not do school after high school if they, if they go through high school at all for some, some people, but then it's like, you've done school this whole time. That's your whole life. And now you're just being like, okay, you have to work the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. And it's like, the, the thing is, it's like, you pick, you pick your degree when you're like, what, 17? Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's like, I was 17 going into, going into my first year mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, I picked my degree because it's like, okay, yeah, I really like sports. I'm doing sports at university. So this is cool. But now it's like, I'm at that point where it's like sports finished, school finished. Yeah. And I'm like, I didn't have the grades I wanted to like. Well, like, I didn't have, like, high, a super high grades. I had good grades, but mm-hmm. I couldn't go into something that was specific to my field. So now it's trying to figure out next steps. Mm-hmm. And, like, I feel like developing, like, your professional skills and, like, figuring out what you really want to do and, like, finding enjoyment in what you want to do is something that's really important to, like, shaping who you're, who you're going to be for the rest of your life. Because you don't want to be miserable. Mm-hmm. Like, you want to be, like, like, it's, like, that whole schedule of, like, grind from, like, your teens to, like your 30s so you can like really enjoy your success in your 40s and chill out in your 50s 60s whatever Mm -hmm. like it's like you don't want to be doing something you don't want to do and it doesn't have to mean like like i'm saying like what i'm saying is it doesn't exactly translate to like monetary like you don't have to be like making loads of money being like this big corporate guy or girl Mm -hmm. it's just like finding something that you want to do like it's like realizing okay like this is something i enjoy like it's like i wish i had like i wish i thought to myself like okay that's something i wanted to do earlier mm-hmm. and committed to that but it's like you're finding out now it's like just because it's a bit late just because we're like what like yeah. 23 22 23 it's like doesn't mean that you're you have to just be set in whatever you're doing like no. things things change like i know people who are going to be in school till their 30s yeah people who are in their school in, in their 30s mm-hmm. and it's like just because someone says oh yeah like why would you want to wait like like a lot of things that are like i've had people like, commenting like oh like why like like, there's the potential that I might have to go back to school for another four years. And they're like, oh, like, why would you want to do that? Like, why? you could have just done that from the get-go. And I was like, I didn't know better. Yeah, no shit. I could have done that, but <laughs> yeah. I didn't know what I wanted. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I was like, man, I was a kid. Like, Yeah. And, like, no. it's like now it's like I know what I want. I'm, I feel, like, more committed to school. And it's like I want to do something that I enjoy. Mm-hmm. And it's like thinking about the fact that, like, okay, if I have to go to school for another four years and if it's in a certain profession – I might not be able to like do as much work as I'm doing now where I'm working 40 hour weeks. Yeah. So it's like money's obviously going to be a bit tighter. Yeah. And it's like, but like I could finish school with it before I'm 28 and still be like, be like, okay, like my career's going to start now and I'm very happy with what I'm on. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm still, <laughs> wait, what'd you say? I still, you said you'll still have 50 years oh, too. Oh no. But yeah, like, uh, like I feel like, like, sorry, I, I know I like went on a little bit of a rant, okay. but like that whole thing of like, 
where you're going to find like growth in your in, like next stage is like now it's like there's no better yeah. time than now and it's like figuring out who you're going to be and like really like refining your skills and realizing mm-hmm. what you want is something that's important i feel like a lot of people our age are in that same sort of bubble where they're like man like i went to school because my parents wanted me to or like i just went to like party and do whatever but like i i don't want to do what i'm doing right now no then it's like like i'm i'm lucky because i don't have to worry like i know my parents will support me so i don't have to worry about like emotional or financial needs for that so Mm -hmm. like i know i can pursue it without having to be stressed whereas like a lot of people other people might not might not be in the same situation like some people might be like okay i have to work now yeah i spell like i'm 40 i'm forty thousand dollars in debt yep and have to pay it off i can't do another forty thousand dollar (laughs) degree yeah i know right (laughs) thanks doug (laughs) yeah no i i definitely agree with that like i'm starting work now too i'm starting my career and um it is interesting like man throughout all of university i always hated when people said you know university are the best years of your life i'm like after university you still should have 75 years of your life the fact that your age 18 to 22 should be the best years of your life what's the point of living past 22 if that's if that's the truth like to me right now 23 is uh, like i'm 23 23 years old this should be the best year of my life. When I get to 24, 24 years old will be the best year of my life. Like, I understand that university you have the most freedom, but if you're not actively imp- trying to improve your life every year, I don't I don't get that whole philosophy. Yeah. So like you should be you should be trying to grow. Like right now, as you said, there's no better day than today to grow. Yeah. I'm like sorry sorry to like intervene. I know I had my finger up like okay. cuz I was about to hit that point of like the whole like uh like, <laughs> what? I forgot, I forgot what you said specifically, but, oh, um, uh, about how, you know, university. Oh yes. Yeah. Thank you. Sorry. My, don't worry. I got you. It's been <laughs> but like, how, yeah. But like how university is the best time of your life. And it's like, I think the, re- like the big reason for that is like, like a lot, like a lot of people who say that are typically people who may not have ex- like full responsibilities. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. like, it's like, they're still kids. Like, still get like living away from home not having to yeah. worry about stuff like typically like a lot of those people like well even i've had even adults say that i've had a lot of adults say that to me more than i've had actually university students and i feel like that's sad that these these adults oh yeah no haven't it's, gone on to like it's typically people lives. in their 30s and 40s are like oh yeah like i remember when i was a summer student yeah and like people were like oh man like really relish those moments it's yeah. all downhill from there yeah and it's like excuse me <laughs> yeah like i'm going to homecoming this weekend only, but I feel like this is the only year I'm allowed to go to homecoming because it's my first year graduated, and I missed it last year. So like, I feel like I'm allowed to make up one. But like, I don't want to be 35, still like living in your university still glory living days. My university glory days. Oh where man. Like maybe I'll go back for the football game, but we all know tomorrow I'm not going back for the football game, or like this week I'm not going back for the football game. So like that has been one issue that I'm like, you can continue to grow as an individual. Yeah. Like I never felt. Like, I'm not a huge partier. I'm not a huge anything. Like, in terms of the college experience, how I was pitched, like, I don't, I didn't go to clubs. I didn't really, I didn't Oh, yeah. Like, I, I never really went out. Like, no. I, I pretty much stuck to, like, school sports. Yeah. Hang out with I went to Pre's because my friends, we would talk at Pre's. But as soon as you went to the clubs, I'm like, I, I know I'm not going to be, like, I enjoy yeah. dancing, but I enjoy talking to my friends more. Yeah. So I'm like, you know, I really enjoyed the Pre. I'm going to go home now. 
and play Fortnite with the guys. So, like that's basically what my fourth, oh my god, what my last how, year how, was. how many nights did you come back and you were like, oh yeah, we got Drunk Luke playing. Uh, Drunk Luke came back a couple times from pre. Hey man, got some dubs. Yeah, we got. I carried you guys a lot of the times. So, hey, man. Um, yeah, like I that has always been something that annoys me a lot in terms of of how people our age view the world and like those are the best days of my life i want to go back to them every day i'm like really like you don't want to make a, a better future for yourself but also going back to your point about you know what did i want to do when i was 17 i wanted to be going to computer science uh we like i did not graduate with computer science i graduated <laughs> with a liberal arts degree everyone's like what are you gonna do with that degree and i'm like i'll figure it out yeah exactly. and what am i doing i'm making a podcast right now about stuff that we talked a lot about in my classes and and, and in my car and i like this is what drives me as an individual is talking about these things and this is very much my degree and i'm like yeah anyone who says that my degree is useless who's laughing now because it, it got me my current job too so yeah man you're yeah. doing really well for yourself oh thanks baby <laughs> <laughs> but yeah but like it's literally like the people who are typically like saying that stuff and like really like relishing like they're like oh yeah like that was the, those were the best years of my life. It's like they could have been like oh, they could have yeah. been amazing years, but it's like those are the people who are not like typically being like okay, like it's all downhill from here. And yeah, it's, like, I was not so bad for them. Uh, yeah, no, seriously. I'm like, like really, thirty, like, years, like, 30 years ago, you yeah, were the no, best I'm days like, of your life. You haven't tried like you you've wasted the last thirty years. What are you been, what are you been doing over here? My parents. It's weird because like my parents seem happier now than they've ever been in their entire lives. In terms of like the stuff that they're doing, and it's like because they're enjoying themselves. It's, they're enjoying themselves. They're like, like, yo, why do we give a shit about what anyone thinks about us? Oh, and I'm like, I can't. Like, I'm, yeah, I feel my, like I'm my there now, but like the I, same way. Yeah, like what? A, I can't wait to get to even where they are right now in terms of how little they care about what other people think of them in their lives. And so, it gives me hope that you know, in in thirty years from now, forty years from now, I can be. Super happy and still building the life that I want. Okay. <laughs> Last three questions. These are going to be quick. Okay. Something your father told you growing up that you appreciated. Oh, like, well, him and my mom sort of, they, they had a lot of the same views. So one thing they said was just do something, like, make sure that you, when you do something, that you do it to, like, the best of your ability. Like, give give 100% of your effort, like. And, like, I feel like that really shaped a lot of, like, the things I do. Like, I really am proud of my work ethic. I'd like to say, like, sometimes I can be a little bit of a bum. Mm -hmm. But, like, the, like my like they said, they're like, we don't care what you want to do, whether it's, like, literally, like, if you wanted to, like, sweep the streets. Well, I don't think they wanted me to sweep the streets. Yeah. But, like, I, <laughs> they were like, if you sweep the streets, make sure it's the best damn street, like, that's out there. And they said, if, like, no matter what, just put your 100% out there because you yeah. don't want people to see what you're doing is not full and that you don't care. Yeah. You want to put your best out there in everything you do. And it's like, that's something that I really do like to live by. And it's like, that's something that stuck out to me like throughout my whole thing. Like I love to give my full effort, even if people sometimes might say like, oh, you're a try hard. Mm -hmm. It's like, yeah. Like, what do you want? Yeah. Leave me alone. Something you wish your father or mother said to you growing up. Um, I feel like I wish like my parents talked more about like, relationships not just romantic relationships but like friend relationships like a lot of the stuff was on like was like like coming in like immigrant families like the big thing is on like success whether mm -hmm. it be like financial or anything but like working hard that typical like lifestyle of like okay like we came here like 
we're trying to give you guys a really good life like like we're like we're working hard so that you can like have everything you need like really work hard but like something that like they never really talked about too much was about like forming relationships and like like until pro like until probably about like last year even the, like i'd say like in in the last two years is the most comfortable i've been talking with my parents about relationships like like, it's, like, I talk to my mom about my girlfriend all the time, like, mm -hmm. like whereas, like, before, like, I'd never tell, like, if, like, I liked a girl, it's, like, I'd, like, I'd come home and, like, sort of just go to my room and just hang out and be, like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> whereas, like, like, I, like, even my dad, like, my dad's not a super, like, like, my dad's very, <laughs> very interested on, like, my success, mm -hmm. but, like, he did not focus too much on, like, relationships, and it's, like, I'll, like, tell him all the things that, like, I'll tell him, like, things about my girlfriend, like randomly whenever i can and it's mm -hmm. like he like he listens and it's like like he might not give like the greatest input like he might not talk too much mm -hmm. but he'll ask because he knows like that's something that's important and it's mm -hmm. like i wish that was stressed a lot earlier because like i love like being able to talk to my parents about everything yeah and like well like to an extent <laughs> what a cutie hey oh. ladies he's taken sorry um something you will tell your future kids um, it's, it's also something like similar to what my parents told me is like, and like something I truly think I live by is like, do something that you enjoy. And like the moment you stop enjoying it and like, you realize you don't have to stick it out to the end. Like, mm -hmm. like, so, like sometimes like, I know like, it's like, Oh, like it's worthwhile to like see things through all the way. But if it's causing you more, sh like more stress and like, like, anguish like versus when you first started and like when you were going through it like maybe it's not for you like there's nothing wrong with per se quitting mm -hmm. and like a lot of like i know older people like have that big thing of like oh our young generation's soft like it's like oh if they don't want to do something they just stop and it's yeah. like that's something that's important like you don't want to be doing something like back to like that whole like work like question like yeah it's like you don't want to be doing something you don't want to be like you no. don't want like like there were times where it's like I I like had a job opportunity that came up mm -hmm. and I was thinking about doing it but then like I like I had that like anguish of like oh man like I've been with this company like I don't want to leave this other company's offering like really good stuff but like I thought to myself I was like okay like it's new but like I was like I'm still enjoying what I'm doing mm -hmm. like I'm like I want to be here still so it's like it but like if the moment came where I didn't want to do it I'd say okay like like not even when I didn't want to do it but mm -hmm. when I'm feeling like I'm miserable not enjoying the regular things that I do or like not seeing like any possible good outcome like I I'd want to leave because that's not an environment I want to be a part of and that's something mm -hmm. I'd really stress yeah. to my kids like it's like don't feel bad about being like I don't want to do this sport anymore I don't want to like take this subject like yeah like, and that's something, like, my parents let me do. Like, if I didn't like a certain course and I was, like, hey, like, like my dad's an accountant and I took grade 10 accounting and I was, like, I really, like, I'm not enjoying this class. I don't feel motivated at all. Mm -hmm. Like, it's, like, it's not like my other, like, I literally, like, I'm, I leave class to go get water and the teacher had to tell me to stop going out to drink water because I'd just be gone for so long. And I was just, like, I didn't want to be there. Yeah. And I told my dad and my dad was, like, <laughs> like, he didn't take offense to the fact that he, like, his job is considered boring to me yeah he was like if you don't want to do it then don't do it yeah he's like it's up to you yeah and like that whole deal of like making own personal choices and being accountable yeah like i feel like that's something i definitely want to stress to my own kids yeah 
when I eventually or hopefully haven't have any. Because I feel like that's something that's very important. Same. I do think or, that is like a generational gap too. Kind yeah. Of, you know. And like that's something like I'm very happy. Like my like like especially like I know we've been talking for a very long time. Yeah. But like especially like with like uh like South Asian culture, like it's very like you'll hear like the typical like oh uh like everyone's kid has to be a lawyer, a doctor, or like mm-hmm. an accountant or something that's that big thing. And it's like I feel like my parents were always really like cool like Sometimes I felt like they were pretty strict at times, like, especially my dad, but, like, Mm -hmm. I felt like they were also very, like, pliable. Like, my parents were always, like, if you don't want, if you, like, you don't have to do it. Like, like, going into university, like, I got accepted for a BA and a BSc. My dad's like, why don't you take the BSc? And I was like, I I don't want to take some of these courses. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I know I'm going to struggle. And he's like, like, are you okay? Like, do you want to take the BA then? I was like, yeah, like, I, I think I really do, like, talked it out with him. He was like, okay, then take the BA if that's what you want. He might not have agreed with it. Yeah. He was like, if that's what you want, it's your choice. Mm-hmm. And, like, I love being able to, like, not, like, have that sort of freedom. It's like, I was also, like, leaving, like, leaving for school, but it's like, still, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, having that freedom is very important. And I think, like, being accountable and enjoying what you do is something that are like things that I like to live by. And I want like, I want to share those values with my kids. Yeah. Nice man. All right. Thanks, boy. I'll drive you home now. Thanks. That's episode number one uh, with Galvin. So thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Spotify, iTunes, Google Play. Wherever you are, Yeah, wherever you are, baby. Oh, wow. That's it for episode one. Thank you everyone so much for tuning in. Um, this podcast is now on uh, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and a few more. Please leave any feedback uh, for me as I try to continue on this journey. I want to make sure that I'm producing the greatest content possible. And as I'm new, I'm really looking for feedback on, on how to do that. Uh, if you want to be on the show or have topic ideas, message me on Instagram at the Imperfect Pod. Uh, and please remember to leave a review on iTunes. Um, it really shows the support for the project that I'm doing. Um, yeah, thank you so much for everyone. And I look forward to episode two.